Join the conversation in Tipperary. Contact us through Facebook, Twitter or email tiptoday at tipfm.com. Now let's talk farming. Glad to be joined by Katrina Morrissey who is editor of the Irish Farmers Journal. Good morning to you, Katrina. Good morning, Fran. And thanks for coming on with me uh, today. Can we start with uh, Mary Lou MacDonald uh, addressing the Irish Creamery Milk Suppliers Association, AGM? What did she have to say, Katrina? How, how did it go down? Um, it actually went down very well. I suppose this is the first time we've seen the uh, Sinn Féin leader address farmers in any you know, formal context. Mm. We, we see their agriculture spokesperson, Matt, Matt Carthy, very often and on all kinds of topics. But for Mary Lou, I suppose, as leader of the party, to be addressing farmers directly and taking questions from farmers um, was interesting. And she seems to have gone down well. Um, she, of course, you know, played to the gallery in the sense mm. of she paid tribute to farmers and said that it was, uh, you know, the, the sector of the economy, I suppose, that had helped the wider economy again and again. And she praised the dairy sector in particular for helping the country come through the financial crisis than, you know, mm. might otherwise have had. But I suppose Sinn Féin's heartland really would be that suckler, western northern um, type farmer with marginal land, peripheral regions, so the suckler and sheep sector. So Sinn Féin was not particularly associated with dairy farmers. Yeah, it's interesting. She was specifically asked by a farmer, though, about giving an undertaking where the capital taxes are concerned. What what was the result of that, Katrina? That's right. I suppose that would be a huge concern for farmers because Sinn Féin's, I suppose, policies are very much on capture or taxing wealth. There's yes, a lot of talk yeah. about wealth taxes and farmers are asset rich in their land. So they would be considered wealthy in that sense. Um and she was tackled on this straight away at, as soon as the question and answer session opened in Limerick at the ICMSA AGM. And one farmer asked her, could she give him a solid ironclad undertaking that capital taxes wouldn't affect farm assets? And she said, yes, working assets, farm assets. She said they would be distinct from other assets that Sinn Féin would look to capture in a wealth tax. So... You know, I suppose we, we do have always the case, Fran, that the politicians, um, what's the saying about pros, um, that mm. they, they promise everything before yeah, they're elected and then what comes in and what's reality afterwards. But that's what Mary Lou said to farmers at the date. She said that farm assets would be considered separate from other assets for a wealth tax. It's interesting. It plays into your own um, report some, some months ago, I suppose, Katrina, about the, the increase in support among farmers for Sinn Féin, which traditionally that wouldn't have been there. I think it got up to about 16% at one stage, in fact. That's right. And I suppose that's probably indicative of the wider, I suppose, what Sinn Féin would call the appetite for change. Yeah. Um, so it would be very interesting to see. Uh, farmers would have been traditionally not voting Sinn Féin, but it would be very interesting to see if they also go with that uh, opinion that's there. I know Sinn Féin have dipped in the polls in recent weeks, mm. but it would be very interesting to see if they would follow through on that. And in fact, we have a survey of our own readers coming over the Christmas period, Fran, so keep an eye out for that. We have asked farmers about their voting intentions oh, very, in the next election. Very so. good. We look forward to, to that. Um, the Minister, he's rather tight-lipped on that plan for the 200,000 suckler cow cull that we spoke about last week, Katrina. What's the latest on that? Very much so. Um, so I put a number of direct questions to the Minister for Agriculture yesterday asking him, was he going to follow through on the recommendations that were made? And I'm sure the listeners will remember, but the chief among those, I suppose, were two schemes, one that would see farmers cut down in suckler cow numbers and another 
would be an exit scheme where they would just leave suckler production altogether. So I put the question to the Minister, was he going to follow through on these um, recommendations? If he was, what would be the compensation payments for farmers who too decide to get out? And where would the money come from um, for for those compensation payments? And in response, I got no direct answers from um, he said that he would uh, he was assessing the reports and he would be looking at them in light of the Climate Action Plan, which we're expecting any day now, really. It's supposed to be published before the end of the year. And this is where the Food Vision reports are feeding into. And, and just to go back, I suppose, Meat Industry Ireland, which is the body that represents mm. the factories, um, have put figures on what they say these call schemes would cost the economy. And they're saying it would amount to $1.5 billion, And that's a combination of reduced beef output, factories closing if they don't have enough cattle to put through, 6,500 job losses and 14,500 farmers leaving the sector. So they're really stark wow. figures. Um, and it's probably no wonder the minister doesn't want to talk about yeah, it. Sure. Um, yeah. But we will see now, um, I suppose, in the next week or two with the Climate Action Plan, whether these recommendations make it through to the final action report. Um, I'm also reading uh, today, in fact I overheard a conversation in the cafe recently about this as well, thousands of farmers applying to to Acres but I mean, will they all get in Katrina? This is the question so Acres is the new um, agri-environment scheme, it's replacing Gloss which a lot of farmers would would have been in in recent years originally the target um, number of farmers that the Department of Agriculture said would get in would be 30,000 farmers and that's based on a, a maximum payment of 7,000. Um, now, there is an option for some farmers to do a kind of a group scheme where they would work with their neighbours in, for example, the likes of the Burren, where the maximum payment could be 10,000 per year. Um, but as of as, when we went to print yesterday, the number was over 35,000, and there's suggestion that maybe there could be as many as 40,000 farmers have applied for it. Um, will more money be added to the pot, or... Mm. Will farmers have opted for measures mean that the pot isn't fully exhausted, that there will be enough money to let in those extra five or 10,000 farmers? It's going to be very interesting because, you know, that demand from farmers to be in that agri-environmental scheme is significant. You know, they need it, I suppose, from an income point of view, but it also shows the interest in being in an environmental scheme full stop. There are lots of different measures in it. Um, but the question remains at the moment. The scheme closed at midnight last night to applications, so we're hoping to have final numbers uh, later today on the final application numbers. It'll be interesting. That targeted agricultural uh, modernisation scheme, we spoke about that on, on, on the programme previously as well. There's a ceiling now for those solar panels, is there not? There is a ceiling, but actually it's good news that the ceiling isn't bad, isn't bad news because it is a separate ceiling away from the rest of the town. So if a farmer, oh, for example, right. was building a shed um, and had, you know, was applying to TAMS for a grant to, to help him build that shed, that is a separate part to this solar panel fund. So they can go up as far as 90000 on the solar panel fund separately to, you know, the mainstream TAMS right. fund. So yes. it's actually good news. I know a ceiling sounds like it's negative, but it's not. And also the information that we have um, says that it would could be used, that grant could be used to put solar panels on the farm house, not just sheds. So 
So it could be very interesting for farmers, I think. And I know Stephen Robb, my colleague in the Farmers Journal, uh, got some extra information on that uh, solar panel grant late last night. So we're going to have more on that in next week's paper as well. Very good. Just finally, Katrina, I'm reading that the Kerry Co-op uh, CEO is about to depart. What does that mean for, for, for the shareholders there? Um, I suppose it's another development in the Kerry story. Yeah. Um, it is... Again, I know I say this every time when we talk about mm. Kerry, but it's yeah. a very complicated scenario down there. Thomas Hunter McGowan has been there for the last five years as CEO and Secretary of the Co-op. He leaves it when it's at a crossroads. I suppose it wants to restart negotiations with Kerry Group about buying into the Irish business. Mm. The question now is, you know, if he's leaving, who leads the, the negotiations? There's a man's name floating around, John McKenna, who might be the man to possibly take up that job. And the board is still looking, you know, still, I suppose, hearing from those shareholders who want to call the special general meeting. So a lot to be played out, I think, in the next week on that front. It'll be interesting. The saga goes on. Katrina, it's always good to talk to you. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Good Thanks, morning sir. to you. Katrina Morrissey there is editor of the Irish Farmers Journal. It's on your shelves right now. And all those topics that we, we looked at there contained in the uh, pages there. Uh, news and information is coming up. Tip today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie.